Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is February the 22nd, and we are here in the book of Acts, reading one chapter at a time. So join me if you can. Otherwise, let me read this over you, and in the end, I'll give you some thoughts before we end our time together. Here we go, Acts chapter 15. Certain people came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the believers, Unless you are circumcised according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. This brought Paul and Barnabas into sharp dispute and debate with them. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed, along with some other believers, to go up to Jerusalem to see the apostles and elders about this question. The church sent them on their way, and as they traveled through Phoenicia and Samaria, they told how the Gentiles had been converted. The news made all the believers very glad. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and elders to whom they reported everything God had done through them. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, The Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and elders met to consider this question. After much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them. Brothers, you know that some time ago God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them just as he did to us. He did not discriminate between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, Why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. The whole assembly became silent as they listened to Barnabas and Paul telling about the signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles through them. When they finished, James spoke up. Brothers, he said, Listen to me. Simon has described to us how God first intervened to choose a people for his name from the Gentiles. The words of the prophets are in agreement with this, as it is written. After this, I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. Its ruins I will rebuild, and I will restore it, that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who bear my name, says the Lord, who does these things things known from long ago. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write to them, telling them to abstain from food polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from the meat of strangled animals, and from blood. For the law of Moses has been preached in every city from the earliest time and is read in the synagogues on every Sabbath. Then the apostles and elders with the whole church decided to choose some of their own men and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They chose Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, men who were leading among the believers. With them, they sent the following letter, The apostles and elders, your brothers, to the Gentile believers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia. Greetings. We have heard that some went out from us without our authorization and disturbed you, troubling your minds by what they said. So we all agreed to choose some men and send them to you with our dear friend Barnabas and Paul. 
men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are sending Judas and Silas to confirm by word of mouth what we are writing. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. You are to abstain from food sacrificed to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animals, and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid these things. Farewell. So the men were sent off and went down to Antioch, where they gathered the church together and delivered the letter. The people read it and were glad for its encouraging message. Judas and Silas, who themselves were prophets, said much to encourage and strengthen the believers. After spending some time there, they were sent off by the believers with the blessing of peace to return to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, where they and many others taught and preached the word of the Lord. Some time later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it was wise to take him, because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. This concludes the reading of Acts chapter 15. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So let me help you understand what's happening. You have this new group of Christians who are trying to do everything right. And they were Gentiles, which meant they didn't follow the Jewish customs. And now that they've believed in the Lord Jesus as their Savior, the Jews are coming and saying, well, they must be circumcised because they must follow all the law that we were taught growing up too. But what they didn't understand is that Jesus started something new. And so God wasn't looking for people that would follow the law. No, God was looking for people that would follow Jesus and be led by the Holy Spirit, not just the law. And so because the Jews were trying to push this law on the Gentiles, it was becoming a heavy weight. In fact, listen to verse 10. Why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? Peter is saying this, and he's reminding them that their very own ancestors, who even received the law from God, were unable to follow everything the law said. So why are they trying to make these new believers follow that same law? So they give them this short list of things that they say hey, you should just do these things. And it was simply this. Abstain from food polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from the meat of strangled animals, and from blood. What are those three things about? Well, intimate relationship. And what he's trying to say is make sure they are able to focus on intimate relationship with God and not be distracted by anything else. And so he's taking away the weight of the law. Not because the law was useless and didn't make sense, but because it wasn't necessary anymore. It was already proven to not be successful. You see, the law was given as a way to make sure the people understood what sin is and stayed away from it. Yet Peter is able to remind them, 
our ancestors couldn't even do this. So why are we trying to make other people try to do it now that Jesus has come? See, Jesus came not to get rid of the law, but to help us understand that even though we couldn't do things right, God made a way for us to be with him. And that, my friends, is why discipleship starts by simply introducing Jesus to someone. It's not about getting them to change their ways or to live differently or let go of some of the things that are sinful. It's about getting them to understand there's a God who loves them. And then from there, the Holy Spirit will lead someone deeper into what is right and wrong. So where the law couldn't do that, it just pointed out what was wrong and condemned people. Jesus has made a way, and now the Holy Spirit leads people into righteousness. It shows us what's wrong, leads us towards what is right, so that we can follow God properly. And so the weight of the law isn't what was supposed to be put on the Gentiles. What's that mean for us? Well, I think simply this. We have to remember the first step to following Jesus is following Jesus, not changing the way we live, getting rid of bad habits, or doing something completely different. It's simply being able to know Jesus and admit that he is Lord. And friends, it's our job to introduce Jesus to people, not so that they can know the list of laws and rules, but so that they can know the one who redeems all things, the one who made a way for them to be with God again. And if they can get to know him that way, then the Holy Spirit will help them understand the law and what God designed us to do. So present the love of Jesus to as many people as you can and remove the obstacles of them having to be a certain person first. Maybe there's someone in your path today that as you go to work or as you go to school or as you hang out with your roommates or other people, that God might want you to just step in and show them the love of God. Because if you do that, they'll know him. And if they know him, then they'll make the decision to say, I want to live the way God wants me to live. But until then, present Jesus to them any way you can. And as you do that, watch how God transforms their lives. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you. and God bless. Music